He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the perfect judge, the perfect defender, and our perfect savior. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth with Madison Sanderson. Grab your Bible, a cup of coffee, and let's celebrate him. Hello again. I cannot even begin to express how excited I am that uh, more and more people have been starting to listen to these podcasts and have been giving me feedback and have been um, asking questions. And we've just been having some really great conversations that they just, they kind of light the little fire in me that make me really excited about, I mean, obviously talking about God, because that's something that I'm passionate about, but also being able to just kind of walk through life with more people um, and learning different views on things um, and stuff like that. That's something I absolutely love doing is hearing all different sides and all different, um, I guess, viewpoints on many different topics. Um, obviously there's some that it's a little harder for me, but for the most part, I really enjoy them. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who has been listening and to those who've been participating. Uh, if you follow me on my Instagram, I've been trying to post different, uh, encouragements from scripture on my story, but I also am going to start using that more towards asking specific questions and doing some polls. And I would love for you guys to participate in that because it will kind of help me to, uh, narrow down what topics I talk about, um, on any given day at the podcast. And, um, I also through that have gotten a few people that have brought up new topics for me. Before we get started on today's podcast though, uh, I'm going to take just a couple of moments and we're going to hear from one of our sponsors. For this week, however, we're going to be covering a topic that is something that I obviously wrestled with. Most of the things that we're talking about is going to be stuff that I have personally dealt with because I do not feel comfortable talking about things that I honestly, it's just hearsay for me. Um, So we're going to be covering a topic that I had to deal with, but also something that as my eyes became open to the truth of this statement that we tend to say, I realized how false it is for one, but also how cruel of a statement it is. Cruel, C-R-U-E-L, not cool, it's cruel. And it is complete heresy as well. And so obviously I strive to try and not put heresy out into the world. And so once I realized just how damaging the statement could be, I realized that it needed to be addressed and uh, obviously within myself. So basically what I was told for so long and what I believed for so long was that I was enough. And we've already talked about this a little bit before, but I really want to go more in depth on this. The idea that because God created us in likeness to him, we are image bearers of God then we must be enough. But um, that is just, that's not true. It's not. And I hate to burst a lot of people's bubbles with that because that is a really hard uh, idea to comprehend. And it's a hard, basically it's a hard truth to see that we have got to learn something about ourselves that our 
culture does not want us to ever actually believe. Our culture constantly tells us that we are enough. You know, you got to be, um, what's that? Be beautiful. And I think that's, I kind of like that because of the fact that it, yes, we are beautiful creatures because we are image bearers, but that does not make us enough. We will never, ever be enough. Uh, when Adam was created, he was created to man the earth, basically, to take care of the creatures that God put under him and to uh, live in harmony with God. And he, obviously, through him, God created Eve, and they were supposed to be, at that time, a perfect couple. There was no shame, there was no guilt, there was no sin, there was nothing. And as we all know, the fall happened. And because of that, they no longer were able to live the way that God had created them. They had to start living with this sin flesh, this sin nature um, that is mentioned. As we all know, if you go to scripture, it's mentioned time and time again. It's mentioned in many different ways. And it has, uh, there's a lot of times when it's mentioned in a poetic sort of way, but it's in a it's in a stance of we are always going to be sinners. Even when we accept Christ, we're still sinners because we are still wrapped in flesh. And flesh is corrupt and it is, um, it's deceitful. It's so many different things that we don't want to believe about ourselves. We may have one of the best personalities on the planet, but we're still wrapped in flesh, which means that we still sin. We still want to do what our, what we want to do. Paul even states it, that he does what he does not want to do because it is our sin nature. Yes, we can definitely go to Christ and go to God and ask for the strength to get through these things. And there's a lot of times when we can face a temptation, but God gives you a way out and we can choose to go that way out. But sometimes we may unconsciously sin and it's because it's a natural reaction. We naturally are sinners, which means that from the moment you are conceived, you are not enough. You are never, ever going to be enough. So when we say that, this is the perspective that it puts on people. It makes people believe that, for one, as long as I can just truly, truly accept myself and love myself, then my life will be good. I can overcome anything. I will be head honcho of whatever I'm at. You know, I'll be able to basically be hashtag girl boss. And that's, that's not the reality because no matter what, you might be able to achieve those things, but none of that will ever be enough for you. So then you're going to continue to think that you are not enough and that you have to strive for this for this unknown picture of yourself. And that's not true, but we all fall into it. I fall into it. I still fall into that so often that I have to be enough for whomever I'm with or I have to be enough for God to love me. Luckily, I don't struggle with that one as much as I used to. There's still those random times when I'm tempted to, but then I'm so thankful that I'm reminded that you, Madison Shay Sanderson, will never, ever be enough because 
you are not Christ. And let me just put this out there. That is a very good thing for a lot of people. We are not Christ. Christ is the only person who is ever enough and can ever be enough. He's the only person who was able to come to this earth fully God and fully man. Live in a normal life. Live in the every single day stuff like we have to. He wasn't just you know, floating above the atmosphere and comes down occasionally to do some miracles and then leave. Like he was here. He was living it. And that entire time he was still enough. We take our first breath when we're born and we're not enough. We, there's no way we could ever achieve it. But when we accept Christ, it doesn't change the fact that we will never be enough. What changes is that we are then covered in blood by someone who is. When God looks at us, he says, he looks at us and says that we are his children. That we are loved, we're chosen, we're deeply cherished. But it's because when he looks at us, he sees Christ. So even in that, you yourself are not enough. Christ is what's enough. So I just, I, I'm, I hate that statement for the fact that it takes all of our focus off of Christ, which as we all know, as believers, that's what our life is supposed to be about. That's what we're supposed to look at. That's who we're supposed to strive for. But when we say that you're enough, it makes us say, you know, okay, we're good. I'm going to go and I'm going to put God, like I said before, I'm going to put God back up on that shelf. I'm going to let him sit there until I need him. Until I realize that I'm not enough again, I'll come back. We'll get, you know, refilled. And then I'm going to go back out into the world and I'm going to do my business. But the truth is, is that every single day, every single moment, you're still not enough. You can spend an entire month just reading scripture and that's it. Not listening to anything, not watching anything, not reading anything else, only scripture. And at the end of that, you're still not enough. And when you continue to think that you are enough, what do you think other people looking at you who you are professing to be a Christian, what do you think that they are thinking? What are they getting from you? We are called to bring the gospel to every area of our life to constantly profess and proclaim who Christ is and what he did for us on our behalf when we never deserved it and never could deserve it. But when they look at us and they see that we proclaim Christ is enough for me on a Sunday and then we go to a coffee shop that night and we're reading books that are completely different than what we just proclaimed. We're having conversations with people about where we believe we need to continue to better ourselves so that God can love us more so that we can be enough. When we tell other people, don't you worry, you are enough. What is an a non-believer or someone who's possibly even interested. They're intrigued by this God that we're talking about, yet confused by what you're saying. 
because you can't have both Jesus being enough and you being enough in the same category. They can't be in the same sentence unless it is Jesus is enough, therefore you are not enough. Another perspective to look at is if you are saying this, you are saying me, myself, the way that I am right now, I am great. I am good. I don't have to change because I am enough. Then what did Jesus die for? Why did he go to the cross? If every person on this planet is enough just because we are image bearers, then why did Christ have to die? And the answer is so simple. It's because we aren't enough. No matter what, we can never be enough. And oh, it drives me absolutely insane when I hear people, especially females, talking about how we feel you know, insecure, inadequate in these areas, which, side note, little sidebar for you guys, that is that awkward tension that I've talked about before. It is a good tension for us to be in because it causes us to want to, we want to understand what it is and it's good as long as you take that to scripture. But when we are expressing to other people that this awkward tension that you're going through, it can be fixed. Just like, just read this book, you know, just listen to what this person says. And this person, the author or the spokesperson or the um, motivational speaker, yeah, when the motivational speaker is saying, you don't feel like you're enough, well, girl, let me tell you, here is 10 different ways that you can do it. Yet again, it is the pull up your bootstraps and get to work so that you can be enough, but that is not fair to you. That is not fair to any other woman that is out there that you are talking to and that you are expressing that to either. And I'm not wanting to be harsh, but this is something that I am so absolutely passionate about because when you are thinking that those steps will cause you to be enough, you are feeding into this lie that Satan created, that Satan had tried to tell Eve from the very beginning that if you would just do this one thing, you'll be enough. That's not how this works. And another thing to look at when it comes to this is why do we have to be? Why do we have to be enough? So that we can be accepted by this world? Well, I'm sorry. As a believer, you are not going to be accepted by the world. You're not supposed to be. Because we're not supposed to be of the world. So don't you think that it'd be more flattering to somebody else when they see that you may feel like you're not enough, yet you are still praising God and you are still worshiping the one who created you, even though you don't feel like you were enough, you're still happy, you still have joy. How much glory do you think God gets in that? 
But when you walk around and you are saying, no, I got this. I'm so good. You're the one that's trying to get the glory. And as a believer, that it should never, ever be your goal. We should be able to take a breath of fresh air at the fact that we do not have to be enough. Could you imagine? Could you imagine what it would have been like being alive, being one of the Israelites in the Old Testament? Law after law after law after law after law is given And they look at it as these are all the things I need to do so I can be enough. When in reality, God put those there to show you no matter what you do, you will not be enough. So please rely on me. Let me be your enough. So whenever we're looking at ourselves and we're thinking these lies over and over and over again, I already told you that it is not fair to you. But it's not fair to other people that are around you. This goes very much hand in hand with that health and wealth prosperity gospel. And that, that's a whole other beast of a topic. And I am not even prepared to get into that one. But those lies are destructive For the fact that it causes you to believe that you have to keep working. It makes it a works-based faith. Instead of having faith in an almighty being who is telling you that you're enough. That makes you, not forcefully, you choose to do this because of an overwhelming amount of love and excitement of who God is and what Christ did for you that makes you then want to go out and do the things that he has called you to do, which is therefore the works. It's not that you have to do those works to become enough for him. It's that you are covered in Jesus, which he is enough. Therefore, you can go and do the work. You don't have to strive to be something You need to be pursuing a right relationship with Christ. You need to be pursuing a sound, biblically sound teacher, biblically sound teachings. You need to make sure that every person that you are allowing to speak into your life, even myself, that we are being fact-checked through Scripture. And if any of those people are telling you, that you need to, one, either make sure that you are enough or two, that you are enough, then you need to nix them pretty quick. Because when you believe that you are enough, then God could never be enough for you. And that is so wrong. And we all know that that's true. We think that thought and we don't go through the depth of it sometimes. But guys, we have got to, especially with the way that the world is going now. We have to. As usual, I'm going to go through a few verses with you guys. Um, And if you were watching my Instagram story today, I already posted a little snippet 
of what I've been going over and I was wondering if you could figure out what the topic was going to be about. But um, one of my favorite books is First Peter. And so I'm going to be reading out of First Peter. And I highly encourage you to just go and read the full chapter to really get its um, overview and also do a little bit of the backstory. It's like, who who is Peter talking to? Um, but I'm just going to pull out a little snippet of this, of this that just, it means a lot to me. It really does. Um, so it says, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Pause. That's from Isaiah twenty-eight sixteen. Also an incredible book. I Honestly, I would say that about every single book in the Bible, so I probably just don't need to say it, but it's true. But... This is already telling you that we don't have to feel shame. We are covered in Christ's blood. We don't have to feel shame. And shame is usually something that makes us believe that we are not enough. And that we need to strive to continue to be that way. We need to strive to be better. We don't have to have shame. That's something... To be honest, I've been learning as I've been doing this podcast, as I've been trying to reach out to more people, as I've been trying to explain Bible knowledge to people, as I've been trying to gain Bible knowledge, is my pride has had to be squashed multiple times. Do I know every single thing there is about the Bible? No. No. I hope to never, ever believe that I do. But there are things that I do feel passionate about and I know that God is still refining me in and it's the same for you. I'm not enough in this area. I could never be enough to actually be an incredible biblical teacher. No, but I have Christ and I have no shame in expressing him to people and I have no shame in telling you that he is who you need to be looking to and not yourself. Anyways, we're going to go on. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word, and they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. These are all things that we are given freely through Christ. If you believe that you are not or that you are enough, you don't get those things because we don't think that we need them. And in reality, we do. We do need to be the chosen race and a royal priesthood and a holy nation because that means that we are adopted into God's family. 
And we need that because we need God. Every second of every day, we need God. I want you to just go and spend some time reading through 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 through 10. Everybody knows these verses. We say them all the time, but I desperately want you to just go and read through these few verses over and over and over again when you start thinking that you need to be enough. And remind yourself that we are not enough, but we are chosen. Because we're never going to be enough, but you are still chosen. Christ died for you. So that is all of my spill for today. I hope that it all makes sense. I kind of jumped from little topic to little topic to little topic, but I don't want these to be hour, two hour long podcasts um, because nobody that I know of commutes that long on a daily basis or anything. But um, there's so much more I have to say about this. And if you have questions, please feel free to, you can follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on Facebook, and you can direct message me, anything like that. Anything. I don't mind. I love questions. I love talking through things with people. Um, And I just, I hope that you will take some time to really ask God to check your heart. And do you think that you are enough a lot of times? Do you believe that? Do you walk with your head held high like you are enough? Instead of letting your head be held high because you know who Christ is and you know that you are covered by his blood, which means you can never be taken from God's hand. You can never be shamed. You can, you can be mocked. You can be ridiculed. But that does not change who your God is. And that's something that you can be proud of. So I love you, and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always... I just pray that you will go and praise God from whom all blessings flow.